Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquel. It's all Tua all the time. I'm trying to understand if Tua's just become clickbait, and that's why it seems like, at least from the outside, there's so much pressure put on him. There's so many other quarterbacks in the NFL, and all I'm seeing is up to a better meet expectations. You've got Joy Taylor on FS1 saying he's got a short leash, defending herself as Dolphins fans prey upon her on Twitter. Joe Burrow, every excuse being made for him having a really bad camp so far, coming off of a major injury. But Tua coming off a major injury, apparently there's a different standard. I just do not understand it. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel. It is a Thursday edition here on ESPN 106.3 and what has seemed like the longest possible week. Coquel hasn't been all week. He is feeling well enough uh, with, with COVID. And, and again, Coquel, I'm sorry that I uh, committed that HIPAA violation. My apologies. I hope you're not too upset with me. As long as you don't talk about my shoulder injury, we're good. <laughs> Perfect. Excellent. I'm the reverse Dak Prescott. Uh, so I do want to make sure that we uh, we spend enough time here on two, and we're going to give this a shot. I want to take calls. I want people to, uh, to to feel like they can still interact like they typically do, even though it's me hosting and, and, and producing the show right now. Uh, but we are going to open up the phones. We are going to talk some Tua here, and we're going to make sure uh, that we do things as, as – at least close enough to what we typically do uh, as we try to do here. Oh, God. Oh, no. What? Breaking news, Kenny. Breaking NFL news. This one's going to rock the foundations of the AFC East. Patriots quarterback Mac Jones has switched numbers from 50 to number 10. That's what you wanted to break in with? That's major news. He's not number 50, which Bill Belichick assigns to quarterbacks until they're ready. And magically, he was ready the night that he has to wear number 10 to play, be allowed to play quarterback. All right, so good. We have a Mac Jones update. 10. He's number 10. Are you going to buy the jersey? I know you get those jerseys. You buy NFL jerseys like bootleg from China. Are you going to get a what? Mac Jones jersey? I am not, and Belichick's a fraud by doing this. Why are you having him wear number 50 to earn it if you're just going to give it to him the day you have to anyway? He, can't, like he has to wear 10. He can't wear 50 in the game, Coquel. I know, so then let's get rid of the whole charade of I'm going to make you wear 50 until then. It's like the penmanship thing my third grade teacher did. We had to use pencils until we could write and script properly. And then the last day of school, she gave me a pen like everybody else. So like, I got the pen anyway, so why do we even do the whole song and dance of learning how to write? <laughs> Uh, I'm glad that that's what stuck with you. That's the one Miss petty Van thing. Miss Van Miss Van. What grade was that? Third. Third grade. You're hanging on to it for that Her long. Belichick frauds. All right, let's get into Tua here. And Tua, by the way, is absolutely killing training camp. Uh, if you follow the Dolphins, you know that. He's in Chicago right now uh, with uh, joint practices with the Bears, and he has had another magnificent day there in Chicago in advance of their preseason game on Saturday. But there's been a lot of ire 
uh, out there from Dolphins fans. And Coquel, I know you've seen some of this, where, where randomly Joy Taylor, uh, who used to be down with our friends at 790, uh, is now in L.A. She's the co-host of Colin Cowherd on The Herd uh, on Fox Sports Radio. She, you see her on FS1. Uh, but earlier this week, she was talking about Joe Burrow and was discussing why Joe Burrow may be struggling as much as he is in training camp right now. And if you recall, the former number one pick of the Bengals, LSU, he tore his ACL last year, and it has been a rough go of it. This was Joy Taylor with Colin Cowherd on the herd discussing some of the things that Burrow might be going through. When you have a major injury... You have a major setback in your career. It screws with your head. It does. And especially if it's your body and you know that what could happen if you get injured again, the time away, the training, the rehab, the everything that you have to do to come back to be what you were and then then be better because it, of the expectations, it, it's a lot. Of course. And you, you know, it's, guys with breadcrumbs on your shirt, <laughs> stop questioning great athletes' motivation. Uh, there you go, Colin. You got that shot in. Um, but what did that sound like to you, Coquel? Because to me, that sounded like an, an excuse, right? Yeah, it's weird how we hold different people to different standards. Yeah. And so I want to juxtapose what, what Joy Taylor said about Joe Burrow. And hey, you never know. You never know after a major injury what someone's going through. This is, this is Joy Taylor discussing Tua back in January on FS1's Speak for Yourself. And there's a marked difference here. Again, you know the Dolphins better than anybody. Um, how short should Tua's leash be this season? I do. And that's why I'm saying you don't know our suffering. <laughs> so when you say all those things, it hurts my spirit. You're talking about Josh Allen, who is a certified star in the league. Russell Wilson, who's a Hall of Famer. We know what Andrew Luck was. Who else did you mention on there? Uh, Kyle, Newman, La- Kyle Kyler Murray. Murray. Yeah, all those now, ones. would you say there was something special about all of those guys? Mm-hmm. Did you see anything special about Tua Tungavailoa? Coming back from a hip injury. Uh, and on the field, did you see anything <laughs> special that you would see in any of those guys on the field from Tua last year? Because I did not. I understand he was coming off hip injury, which is why I didn't really love him in the draft. Because I don't really like when college quarterbacks have multiple injuries before they hit the league. Because they're going to get hit much harder, as you know, in the league. The, the leash for Tua should be very short. It should be just this year. Wow, that sounds real different. So here are the highlights wow. from that. Uh, Joy Taylor uh, saying that the leash should only be this year for Tua. And then legitimately just cutting off Emmanuel Acho. Eh, eh, eh cutting off Emmanuel Acho when he even dared present the, oh yeah, by the way, he was coming off of a major hip injury. There is no difference between Joe Burrow and Tua in their situations, except Joe Burrow's being coddled right now. Joe, it's okay. You're struggling. You don't look good. You're a number one pick. It's okay. Even if you weren't hurt, you would have been outplayed by Justin Herbert, but it's okay. You're coming off a major injury. And Tua who could have had his career ended with that injury suffered, Alabama at Mississippi State, where it's up, he's got one more year. His leash is this year after nine games played, or it's nothing at all. That, that is why Joy Taylor, and I think she does very good work, but she has brought upon herself a lot of the criticism that she's getting from Dolphins Twitter the last couple of days. There has been a weird outside pressure 
thrown on Tua. And I don't think this is internal. I don't think this is in the building. I don't think this is Brian Flores. I don't think this is Chris Greer. But it sure as hell is media that covers the Dolphins. It sure is national pundits that cover the Dolphins that are really, really piling on Tua and holding him to such an unreasonable standard that I'm not sure I've seen this before in my time, my 37 years watching the NFL. To me, we're getting to a spot, Coquel, where Tua's becoming as divisive as our politics. You either are fully throttled behind him or you think he's done. You think that you've got to hook him and get him out of here. There's no middle ground with him. And so the reason that that is is because it's a vast overcorrection. These Dolphins fans who are all starry-eyed over Tua and won't hear any criticism, that is a simple overcorrection to the unfair amount of criticism. All these doomsday declarations that Tua got nine games into a career, who is coming off a horrifying injury, and Chan Gailey, an offensive coordinator, who is in no position to actually help a rookie quarterback. Tua did not make himself polarizing. The outside media made Tua polarizing. Those around the Dolphins made Tua polarizing. And this is why we sit here today with him, in my mind, having more pressure to have to perform this year, 2021, than any other quarterback in the NFL. And it's insane because I repeat, nine games into his NFL career. If there's another quarterback that has more pressure to compete this year, more pressure to succeed this year than Tua, I don't know who he is. Maybe you've got one. Who has more pressure than Tua this year? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Flat out, which quarterback has more pressure to perform this year than Tua? Because I can't think of it, and I can't believe this is the case for a guy going into his second year. And again, a guy who had no offseason last year who has nine games into his career it's weird last year Tua was not given the rookie treatment when he came out and finally started starting it felt like it was his second year people were acting like he bounced back from a bad first year before he even had a first year because he came back from injury while Burrow I don't get the love fest for Burrow and I'll rip Tua whenever possible I mean you call him ragarm all the time but this doesn't make sense that Burrow gets the free pass. If anything, I'd be more worried about Burrow because he only had one good year in college. That's all he's done. And he was throwing to Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and a whole group of receivers at LSU, Terrence Marshall Jr., all these guys that are now top NFL receivers or, or top rookies as NFL receivers. I'd be more worried if I was Cincinnati. I think Tua's got the pressure on him because he replaced Ryan Fitzpatrick where they may have won more games down the stretch with Fitzpatrick at quarterback. And also the Dolphins are set up for the playoffs where the Bengals are um, the Bengals. And, but the thing is, though, and Brian Flores, maybe he did make a mistake. Maybe he did make a mistake in, in bringing Tua in and uh, conducting that weird, hey, you play three quarters, but if it gets to crunch time, then we're going to bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like That's on Brian Flores, but none of that is Tua's fault. And again, like why, why is Tua's major injury that he was trying to come back from? I mean, he had to, in some instances, learn how to function again on his two feet, learn how to, to an extent, walk again after that hip injury. Why is that lesser, apparently, than Joe Burrow coming off of an ACL injury? I don't get the coddling, and I don't know why. 
uh, there is this propensity to pile onto it. It's almost weird. Do you think that it's because he went to Alabama? Do you think it's because he got so much press in college? Do you think it's because he's so nice? Like, he's endlessly positive. And in this world, I know that annoys a lot of people. Do you think that that's part of the reason why two has become so polarizing, too, because of those factors I just mentioned? Yeah, he's got the Alabama-type annoyance of people not liking Saban and not liking that program. And then he's also got a little bit of a Tim Tebow annoyance. Half the world doesn't like Tim Tebow because he does nice things and says the right things and is a winner and just graciously goes about winning and just says he wants to do best for everybody. And that bothers people. I don't know why it does. But I think Tua gets a lot of that pressure that Tebow got as well. And then today, The Athletic, Robert Mays writes a story about Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is still looking for sympathy over what happened to him last year. You remember when he had his initial meeting with the media after Tua was named the starter, and he said, oh, it floored me. It shocked me. And he's still talking about it. In this athletic piece from Robert Mays, quote, I thought it was a joke at first. We're putting Tua in. I was floored. That was my team. I fought through the bleep with those guys. Ryan, you're in Washington now. You've got your starting opportunity. There's a reason you've been with 25 NFL teams, okay? Did you get a raw deal? Yeah. But were you the, the number nine overall pick in the draft? The answer to that, the number eight overall pick in the draft, the answer to that is no. That day was eventually going to come. I know we love Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I know that he has the media in the palm of his hands because of the beard and the cool shirts, and he's a good guy, but I'm really tired of the Ryan Fitzpatrick feel-bad-for-me tour. It's really unbecoming. Move on already. Enough. Enough. You were on pace to be top 10 in the NFL in interceptions again. There's a reason that you never consistently had better than a year and a half of good play. Again, you were on pace to not be with the team again this year. Again. So stop already. Which NFL quarterback has more pressure on him than Tua this year? Because I can't think of him. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Again, tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Why don't we hit up some Twitter here, Coquel? Let's go through some of the uh, the, the different things that uh, that I've been set, the different responses. Basie Croc tweets, been thinking about it. I don't think the pressure is media-driven, and I don't think that it's Greer Flores viewing it too in the same way the media does. I think Cam Newton probably up there with his career at a crossroads. I think that's fairly accurate. I think Cam is at least in the discussion, especially now that Mac Jones has a number, right? Yeah, Cam's got a little bit of pressure on but at this point in his career, I think Cam, no one really cares if he gets replaced. I don't see it as pressure as more of, this is going to just be make it or break it for Cam, but like as media pressure, I don't think anyone expects more than Mac Jones being the starter at some point. I think that the vast majority of Patriots fans want Mac Jones. Like I feel what? like Cam Newton. Patriot fans don't want the black quarterback with dreads. <laughs> I knew no you were going to go there. I, I think that Cam, uh, Cam Newton, in the court of public opinion, has been fighting a losing battle since the Patriots signed him. I, I mean, he was brought in in an unsavory situation, replacing Tom Brady, and now you've got Boy Wonder in there. I think a lot of Patriots fans want to see Cam Newton fail. 
Yeah, I think that's been a Cam Newton thing for his whole career yeah, wherever he's good been. Call. That's a really good call. Uh, Jayco on Twitter, I'd offer you Daniel Jones, make or break year for the sixth overall pick in the largest media market, but you don't hear nearly as much about Daniel Jones as you do Tua, who's nine games into his career. The pressure yeah, might be there. It might be more pressure, but you never know it from, from uh, watching NFL programming. You would think, and I, I read all the New York papers being a New York sports fan, there isn't as much pressure on Daniel Jones as you would think there was. There's almost more pressure on Zach Wilson yeah. already than Daniel Zach Jones. Zach Wilson's taken on a lot of the headlines because he's he's pretty. He's beautiful, and he he's pretty, pretty, and he's a Ken doll, and I can't wait to see mud and blood smeared all over his face this year. <laughs> That's just me. Uh, Brett Rump on Twitter. Carson Wentz is in the discussion. Is Carson Wentz even going to play? Is there pressure on Carson Wentz? Like I think now the consensus is the dude's made a glass, and he's really not that good. I don't think Carson Wentz has much pressure because I don't think he's that good, and I think he showed it in Philadelphia. The Colts no. might want pressure on him because they traded for him, but to me, from the outside, what pressure is there? The team doctor has pressure. Yeah, yeah, to, uh, to sew him into something that can actually take the field. Which NFL quarterback has more pressure than Tua? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Jimmy Clark tweets, Matt Stafford has the most pressure by far. Baker Mayfield is second. I don't think Tua has that much pressure. Last year wasn't on him. All he has to do this year is show improvement. Now, Stafford is interesting, but to an extent, Stafford has proven himself. He's been a pro bowler. He did the impossible and consistently led the Lions to the postseason. The Chargers, or not the Chargers, the Rams are looking for him to obviously get them to the Super Bowl, but I don't know if Stafford's career, his future, is dependent upon them making a deep playoff run. Again, a deal was made, and the Rams have a lot on the line, but as far as Stafford the individual with that pressure, I'm not sure that there's any legacy defining to be done here. Great answer with Baker Mayfield, though, because this is kind of it for him, I think. I think people are going to decide whether he's a... We've heard our own Mike Tannenbaum say on different programs that he doesn't think the Browns should ever re-sign Baker Mayfield. He doesn't think Baker Mayfield's a franchise quarterback. And he's kind of either going to be one of the top paid ever and be a franchise quarterback for the next 10 years, or he's going to be a Ryan Fitzpatrick journeyman. And I think this is kind of the year it all gets shaken but out. We've seen the sample size with Baker Mayfield. We've seen enough to know that, hey, he's really got to break out. And last year was a great step, though he still had those random like 150, 160 yard passing performances. But we've seen the sample size, which is why. Tua being in the same breath, in the same conversation as Baker Mayfield, is just so exceedingly ridiculous, and I don't know quite, I can't quite put my finger on how we've gotten here to why nine games in coming off of a major hip injury, Tua is in this discussion. We're going to have to go old school here like Larry King live with the phones, Coquel, because I have no way to screen anything. So as soon as you hear the beep and the then uh, you tell me who you are, where you're from, and we'll go for that. Because, again, because of COVID issues, and that's where Coquel is. He's quarantined right now in Port St. Lucie with COVID. I'm uh, kind of a one-man band here. Let's go to the phones. And who are you? Where are you from? Talk to me. This is JC from Jupiter calling this Mickey Mouse show. Come on, Ken. Tighten up, baby. <laughs> leave, me, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Don't call me a Mickey Mouse show. I'm a one-man band, <laughs> damn it, Steve. Unbelievable. Where's Cohen at when you need him? <laughs> so so who is who to you has more pressure on him than Tua? Or am I being dolphin sensitive right now? 
you're uber dolphin, dolphin sensitive, but here's a dolphin quarterback for you that I feel has a, our ex dolphin quarterback, Tannehill. With the addition of okay. Julio Jones and tightening up that defense, I feel like he's got quite a bit of pressure on him to at least win the ASB South, if not win a couple playoff games. But Steve, here's now you bring up Tannehill, and that's interesting to me because I sat here with the Dolphins. And year after year after year, seven years past Steve, where every season it was, Tannehill's going to make the leap. Tannehill's going to make the leap. Tannehill's going to make the leap. He would play three, four, five decent games a season. Up oh, now that's our guy. They waited seven years before they finally cut the cord on him. And now here we are with two and nine games in, and he has to perform this year or else he's a done deal. And I, how do you go from giving a quarterback seven years to giving the successor, the next franchise guy, a year and a half. How does the that we- happen? The weird part with Tannehill also is I think no matter what he does, he's over, he's exceeding expectations because everyone just looks at him as 8-8 eight and eight Tannehill, even though he's been a top-five quarterback the last few years. He's still 8-8 eight and eight Tannehill in everybody's mind, so if he reverts back to that, he's just Tannehill being Tannehill. Uh, so, Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, uh, our friend at WFLX Fox 29, he says, what about Sam Darnold? Sam Darnold, uh, pressure on him. Yeah, there, there, there is pressure on Sam Darnold, I think, to perform uh, in, in Carolina. But I also think that I... I don't, it's not to a level. Like Sam Darnold. Well, I, I think the pressure is to a level. I think it's to a level. But I also think it's also deserved because he's at that point again. You talk about quarterbacks that have had a few years to show who they are. But even he gets an excuse. He gets an excuse of, oh, Adam Gase was so incompetent. Was so incompetent that he never fully was used to his potential. Put himself in the best position in New York. So even he has an excuse. But And also that roster was so terrible. I think Tua's just in a spot where he's on a good roster. People have heard his name for so long. He was discussed as the Dolphins quarterback for a year before he was ever the Dolphins quarterback. So they've almost tacked that year of talking about Tua onto his career, even though he, was, he wasn't on the team yet. So it feels like year three. I think it's unfair. I, I hate defending Ragarm, but I have to in this case. Uh, on Twitter at ESPN West Palm, I'm also seeing an awful lot of... The, the constant discussion point, and Coquel, you've heard this, well, uh, the Dolphins could have taken Herbert, and they didn't. They went with Tua, made a mistake, made a terrible mistake. I know that that's going to be the place that anti-Tua folks always want to go to, but couldn't you, if you're an NFL team and you're assessing talent, why do the Dolphins, why are the Dolphins the team that get knocked for not taking Justin Herbert, where if he's that good, if he's that sizably better than Tua, and any quarterback in the draft last year, why don't the Bengals get the criticism that the Dolphins do for taking Tua over Herbert? Can't that extend to Joe Burrow, especially with the camp he's having? No, you have to give Joe Burrow a free pass for everything. I mean, it's, it's just such a double standard. It's also, let's give all these guys a chance to see who they are, good or bad. We don't know who any of these guys are yet. It takes time to figure out who someone is as a quarterback, unless it's Zach Wilson because he's a pro bowler. Uh, Bear Saban on Twitter tweets, Two is a great kid, lives faith-based life. Media hates that. They'll treat him like Russell Wilson until he wins an MVP or a Super Bowl. Like There might be something to that, and that goes to the discussion. That's a, a response to the discussion we had about why there seems to be a larger anti-Tua contingent than I thought actually existed. Again, Larry King, live style again. Who are you? Where are you from? Hey, what's up, guys? It's Leo in Riviera Beach. Leo in Riviera Beach. Hey, buddy. 
Thanks for taking my call. Coquel, there is always room on the Dolphins bandwagon. Just had to say that one more time. I saw your son in the Dolphins jersey on IG. Oh, that's and just not wanted fair. to throw that out there. Yeah, that's a good call. Leo brings up a good point. Coquel, what is going on there, Mr. Jets, Mr. J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 Mr. Fireman Ed? Why does your son have a Dolphins jersey on on Instagram? I am actually, we have talked to Child Services. We are approaching the school that Connor attends. They put him in a Dolphins jersey against his will. He may look like he's playing kitchen in that jersey with that nice little girl in the picture, but he's not. He was forced to be there, forced to put on the jersey. We've entered the transfer portal, and we'll be uh, exploring all our options. He's so you're the, the anti-Dolphins anti jersey uh, guy. <laughs> no, that was a good... Well-deserving Zach Thomas jersey, I think that was a, that was a Zach Thomas jersey. So I think that'll be good. Leo, but, who who do you think has more pressure than Tua, or do you think like me that Tua has the most unfair pressure on him in twenty twenty one? I'm feeling a lot of pressure from from locals, you know, from Florida, down south Florida. A lot of pressure for Tua, but I, I really think it's I think the pressure is falling on. It's gonna. It's uh, it's other quarterbacks. I don't hear it much nationally about Tua. I haven't heard much nationally about. You know, Tua has to step up this year. But definitely, you know, I've been guilty of it. I've been putting pressure on him. I want to give him two more years, but you know, a lot of people want to give him one more year. I really think he's gonna step up this year and, and surprise some people. And he's finally healthy from the hip. He's put on some weight in terms of weight room, and he's got a lot of weapons. So hopefully he'll he'll be more like Herbert, but just uh, win more games than Herbert. And I, I think Herbert's going to fall back, fall back down to earth this year and That's have a little problem, like, sophomore slump. Who's to say that Justin Herbert's going to put up the astronomical numbers and be as good at now that teams have a full year of film on him than what he did in his rookie season? And appreciate the call, Leo. Herbert's outstanding. He is, but. Uh, can we expect that he's just going to sail through year number two again, like he did with the Chargers last year? I, I just, I'm not, I'm not ready to declare this a total loss for the Dolphins. Chris Lemley tweets that Aaron Rodgers has a lot of pressure on him because of the antics uh, that he pulled this offseason. But can a guy coming off the MVP, a guy who's done what he's been able to do in his career, a guy who has all the leverage in that situation, does he actually feel that much pressure? Is there that much pressure on him? I don't know. I don't think so. What about Lamar Jackson? Still no contract for Lamar. Coming off of his second COVID stint. Rashad Bateman pulling his groin. He's going to be out multiple yeah. weeks. Yeah. His big weapon that they, they drafted for him out of Minnesota. Like That's going to hurt him a lot. I know they got Sammy Watkins. I don't even know what Sammy Watkins is anymore. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he's overly dynamic. I don't think he's a game changer. Lamar's a good one. Lamar is a good one because there's the contract aspect to it. And there's the can that type of quarterback win? You know, can the running quarterback the win? We heard discussion. That. Yep, that constant discussion. And Dave Lamont tweets at us, Dak Prescott, it's obvious why there's that much pressure there. Yeah, there is pressure, but the guy got paid, but now he appears to be hurt, and that leads me to what I want to talk about when we come back next. Dak Prescott's going in for another MRI on that shoulder. Is his season in doubt? We're not sure yet. But he did get paid. But do quarterbacks in the NFL get paid for what they've earned? Or do they get paid for what they're going to provide after they sign the contract? Because we are entering that situation now, potentially, with Dak Prescott 
and the Cowboys. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel. And before we head to break, before we talk Dak, we're going to have a little red light, green light as well. Uh, I want to tell you about EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is, yes, EDS Air Conditioning has been doing it since 2006. They are tops in the industry. You can trust them. They make sure that they are using the best equipment as a train comfort specialist because it's hard to stop a train. You want your air conditioning fixed, and you want it done right. If it goes out, it's uncomfortable. It's miserable. It's a really harrowing experience because you're waiting and waiting and waiting, and you're hot, and it's gross. Uh, They are doing their best to work around your schedule. So many times you'll call an air conditioning company, and they'll be like, oh, we can come out tomorrow between uh, 9 and 7. It doesn't do you any good because then you're held hostage in your hot home for an entire day, and you don't know when it's going to be fixed. You want answers. You want action. And that's what they do at EDS Air Conditioning. They are doing their best to give you service windows that work around your schedule, your time. And that's why EDS is yes. Go to edsairconditioning.com, edsairconditioning.com, and make sure that you call the trusted folks, family-owned and operated at EDS Air Conditioning. That's EDS Air Conditioning, EDS is yes, edsairconditioning.com. When we return, Dak Prescott, he's banged up. This could be serious. Did the Cowboys pay him for what he did, or did they pay him for what they thought he was going to bring after the fact? He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.